Welcome to the Bank of Me podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance build strong cultures. Hosted by James Farrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a burst episode. At the time of recording this podcast, there are lots and lots of companies that are asking their people to start working from home. It's a sensible response to the coronavirus outbreak, people making sure that their teams are safe and that we don't spread the disease further. And kind of like when it snows, the first day of homeworking feels like fun. It's different, you don't have to get up early, you don't have to do the usual commute. But then the reality sets in. And remote working and home working suddenly becomes quite a tough thing to do. And one of the, the areas that we've been exploring with people is the fact that home working is a high stress environment. And it's not something that's often talked about, but it's something that if you are trying to help your teams stay healthy, stay happy, and particularly stay productive, you have to recognize the environment that you've created. Jane, we talk a lot about being in the red and being in the black. Do you want to explore that a little bit more in terms of home working? Yeah, so for those of you that, that aren't familiar with the, the terminology, we talk about you as a human or a human bank account or you as a team have a team bank account. And you do things every day that deposit in that account, so put you in the black, and things that withdraw from your account and therefore put you in the red. And they fall across a number of different areas. Now, with home working, what's interesting is that for some people, it's really, really fueling and, and they can get into it very quickly and make it work. But for a number of people who perhaps have a more a complex environment at home, perhaps you've got pets, you've got family at home and so on, it can be a little bit more um, distracting, high stress and, and effectively easily put you and others in the red there's also the absence of what you're used to as well. And this is really, again, we don't think about it, that at work, if you're sat at your desk and you need something, you stand up, it's there. You've got a problem, you've got a, a printer or a laptop that's not working, you know where to find help. At home, you're removed from that, and that's where the stress comes in. So part of thinking about how you get people to work remotely is thinking about how do you make sure that support system's still there so that they still feel part of a company culture. One of the areas that we are focusing in on quite strongly is making sure that a team still feels like a team when you're remote and you're spread and you've got lots of different priorities. And we're trying to think about how can we practically help people do that. One way is that this week we're running a webinar and inviting people to come on to hear some more thinking about the practical ways of remote working. But to give people a taste of what we're talking about, Jane, could you give me one piece of thinking or an idea around how you make sure that even though you're not with your team, you still feel part of it? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of really practical things that we can do to make sure that we are still feeling like a team. Because let's not forget, this isn't whether we are a team, it's whether we feel like a team. And for many of us, we're part of lots of different teams. So this isn't one dimensional. Real things that I find work are checking in with people first thing in the morning. Now, that might be individuals. It might be calling three of my team or three of my colleagues every day to say, how are you doing? What do you need from me today? What are you looking forward to today? And doing a bit of social chit chat. 
It might be bringing together a team. So I know where we're working a lot in Hong Kong and China, where they have been home working now for a number of weeks with a lot of disruption. One of the things that they've done really successfully as teams is, is join each other virtually at nine o'clock every morning and just do a 15-minute check-in on how is everybody, what's everybody working on, and is there anything anyone needs from one another? That's gone further in some cases, and they actually bookend the day with it. So a quick check-in in the morning and a quick check-in in the evening. And that does a, a few things. The, the big thing is it keeps connection. But the other thing, of course, is if, if you're someone that is not as disciplined at working at home and gets very easily distracted, it does give you a bit of structure to your day. I'm going to build on that and throw out the fact that the diary and your calendar can actually be a blocker to making teams successful when they're remote working. And the reason I say this is we have a tendency to wait for those diary invites to ping before we talk to someone. And suddenly our conversations and our interactions become very formalized. Whereas in the office, I would stop by your desk and talk to you. Online, I wait until the invite starts. So one of the pieces of advice as well is just pick up the phone. You don't have to wait for a, a time in the diary to say that you can speak. Keep that conversation going. And it's not just when you need to talk to someone. Think about when would your team need to talk to you and be proactive. And what goes with that, of course, is being clear if, you know, if you don't want to answer the phone because you're in the middle of a really big focused piece of work, that's OK. You know, a little bit of team contracting around how you're going to work together if you are all remote when that's not something that's normal is a really, really good idea. And we've run quite a few sessions where we've just facilitated team conversations to say, right, where are we, you know, how are we going to work together here and make sure that the, the kind of culture we create during this period actually really helps us be productive and that we're all clear because you know knowing that it's okay not to answer the call because you're in the middle of something it, you know removes the stress if the if the phone is ringing or the video call is coming through and you're thinking oh I need to answer it but I was right in the middle of something then then it's good to have contracted that, that that's not going to happen yeah and, and actually the other thing connected with that is if you have got other people around you at home then being really clear about the, the fact that you are focusing you know do you put your headphones on to signify that you're doing something um, I, I was on a call with somebody the other day and he had his headphones on. It was a video call. And every now and then I heard him make a little, uh, sorry, I saw him make a little symbol to who obviously his son that was coming into the room to indicate that he was busy and on the phone. So, you know, it <laughs> now, is I'm quite just, Let me interrupt because as we're recording this, your daughter is doing exactly that. We're recording this at your house and your daughter has popped in and she's just passed you a note that she's written. Uh, can you tell us what it says? Yes, it says, how long are you going to be? <laughs> okay, we'll try and wrap this up. Now, I just want to make one last point because talking about people at home, social interaction, it is worthwhile remembering that at, at home, remote working, your social network closes down. And one really simple little exercise is close your eyes and think through how you enter and start the day at work. Because for me, when I work in corporate, the first person I say good morning to is a security guard. I know him and we say hello. Then there's a lady that I buy the coffee from. We have a chat. Then there's the people that I walk past in the corridor who I know but wouldn't necessarily schedule time with. There are lots of people that are part of your social group at work that maybe actually just drop a note to and say, hope you're okay. Ask them a question. Keep that relationship going because otherwise we boil it down to the five or six people that are critical to business continuity. 
But that's not critical to well-being. Well-being is that social sphere. You're totally right. I mean, it is those little interactions that, that either put us in the black or put us in the red. Yeah. So great, great shout. And there's lots more to come on the remote working session that we're running. We're doing a little sample remote working, not just because of the coronavirus, but for many people listening, they might do a lot of remote working anyway. So yeah. we're going to cover a few areas and some more top tips. It's a massive area, lots of possible content. But I hope this has helped you to at least start thinking about how you continue to keep your team yeah. connected. Absolutely. And I, I think as well, we're talking about this and where we find a positive in this. And one positive is that organisations that have been slow traditionally to adopt flexible working, if we can make it all work, then we can demonstrate it is possible and it is successful. I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to remind you we've got a webinar coming up on Friday. But Jane, I'm going to ask your daughter to say goodbye for you on your behalf. So could you say goodbye for us? Toodles. Thank you very much. Hope this is useful. Keep at it. Good luck out there. And we'll speak again soon to you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.